Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. We're doing something a little bit different. Based on feedback and needs out there, we are going to be doing a series of your brain on different elements related to brain health. So this particular episode is titled Your Brain on Workouts. Today's guest is a specialist in the topic. His name is Liam Chisholm, and he comes to us from Victoria, Canada. His specialty is really in human performance, but also in operations and running a gym facility and managing a high-end gym facility uh, in British Columbia. Liam brings to his work a very uh, successful athletic career, but also a very curious mind towards human performance, not just physically, but also mentally and spiritually. And we're going to be able to dig a little bit into that. So Liam, thank you so much for joining us today. Mark, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to sit down. I always enjoy when we talk. Yeah, me too. Me too. And for those listening, you're going to want to take notes here because this topic at the start of a new year, we often talk, okay, this is going to be the year I get in shape. This is the year I'm finally going to work out. I'm going to do it. It's going to be my year. You see, surely in your business, a heck of a lot of that, Liam. What are your thoughts around that topic? When you hear that in your work, what do you think about as a specialist in this topic when we hear, I'm going to finally work out? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that always comes up for me this time of year, and it's the as cliche as it is, it's because it runs true is sustainability. And, you know, we get that big surge of inspiration with the new year. There's a rebirth. We can do things differently. This is going to be the time, like you mentioned. And really it's how many of those people hold on and how many of us have had those resolutions that have started to slip through our grasp as life comes knocking on our door and starts to get busier and get more complicated as things get hard. And really what we look at is when we go from the switch between inspiration to discipline, Mm. because not that people are lacking inspiration, right? When people are setting these goals, they mean them. They want to do it. And that's true to them. But what happens is inspiration, it's fickle. It comes and it goes and it's not permanent. And so what carries you through when inspiration is gone and it's discipline and in other ways that we get to help and why people will come to us. That's difficult to do by yourself. Right. And so having a team around you, having people that can help hold you accountable helps lean into that discipline aspect as inspiration starts to fade. And of course we come back and find ways to inspire people through that, but it's never going to just run hot, right? There's going to be ebbs and flows to that. And when we put a backbone of discipline behind that, that's what carries us through. Wow. So hold on a second here. This is brilliant at the start of the year. And this is our first podcast of the year, the first of this Your Brain On series. And we wanted to start with workouts because that's an area where a lot of people want to try to work towards improving. Mm -hmm. When you think about discipline, how do we train discipline? Because I really like what you said about the intention around inspiration. And I really tend to agree with you. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're kind of suggesting inspiration is a good thing, 
but we have to harder that with the process of discipline. Help us understand that a little more. Yeah. I mean, there's a few ways that we can go about that. And I think to start, we'll go with an individual standpoint, how you do that for yourself as opposed yeah. to for other people, because with coaching, with leadership, with all of these things, you can only lead as well as you've led yourself, correct? Like you can only bring people to discipline as much as you've garnered that into your life. So right. you know, we talk with our coaches about helping people. It all starts from self. Because if you're not working on yourself, if you're not improving yourself, if you're not practicing and honing, honing these skills, then you're not going to be able to effectively help people when they're coming into difficult situations. So how do we practice discipline ourselves? And for me, one of the reasons that discipline is necessary is there's not always that want to do certain things, right? Yeah. You yeah. don't necessarily want to wake up at 5.30 to go running some mornings, right, Mark? Like no, no. When, when you're in bed, you're warm, you're cozy, and that <laughs> alarm clock is the last thing you want to hear. No. Right? And so one of the things that I've brought into my life, again, another gift that's been offered to me by some of my mentors is to practice being uncomfortable. And so... What are ways that I can practice being uncomfortable? One of the ones that you and I have discussed that I love and I've made a ritual of in my life is cold exposure. Yeah. Right. And so I'll go, I'll sit down in the ocean. I get to do that with a, a dear friend of mine who mutual yeah. friend. Yes. Yeah. We anchor those meetings around stoicism. So we each bring a, a stoic passage because it's just a way that we like to focus on things in our lives. And it is something that feeds into discipline is that stoic mentality, as you know, but I'm going to go and I'm going to actively do things that make me uncomfortable and I'm going to choose to do them. I'm not going to do them because someone's telling me to do them. I'm not going to do them because I have to do them. I'm going to choose to engage in that in my life because then when difficult things come up, I know how to move into difficult things. I know how to get out of bed when I don't want to get out of bed. I know how to have a difficult conversation with myself or with someone else when I don't necessarily want to have it because I've made a habit of doing things that aren't comfortable. Wow. Now, for someone that might be listening to this, it might seem a bit overwhelming maybe at the start, right? <laughs> and I think I've shared with you, you know, we both kind of come from that human kinetic sort of background. You know, the concept of even running 5K for me was not a friendly one. Uh, I was not friendly to myself. I was really as Carol Dweck talks about around the psychology of improvement, right? A fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And I was definitely fixed. It was like, Mark, I'm a 295 pound deal. I'm not going to run 510Ks. That's not happening. It will never happen. If I'm cognitively not, let's say, the best with, you know, physics and scientific literature, if what I say and what, how I think about it is going to likely be true. So, when people show up at your door and they're saying, you know, Liam, I just want to, I love how you phrase this, you know, Liam, I want to lose 10 pounds. You know what? I don't like how my pants fit, you know, and people are on me and I want to have more energy. You know, I want to come lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. How do we work through that process, given all that you know about helping someone to help themselves? You know, how does that work for you? That's a great question. I love that question. And for me, where it starts is in that conversation, you're coming forward. I want to lose 10 pounds. I don't like yeah. it. Right. What we try to focus on is not stopping there, meaning 
why don't you like how your pants fit? What are the things that are the true why behind you wanting to come there? Because the reason that Mark wants to lose weight and the reason that Liam wants to lose weight could be vastly different. And so if I'm just stopping on the, he wants to lose weight, then I'm missing that key motivation that's got them to walk through our door. And so when we talk about people coming to see us specifically as a personal training studio, the reality is, is that it's an emotional decision. Mm -hmm. Usually there's been something that's motivated someone to come and see us. And that's generally going to be an emotional decision. It's not as much a rational one, meaning something happened where your pants didn't fit. Something happened where you didn't necessarily feel good about yourself or whatever that may be. That sparked the motivation to, I'm going to call these guys and they can help me. Right. So by not stopping there, by digging a little deeper, some of the ways that I've seen this conversation go. Let's role play it. Let's role play it. Yeah. Like one of the ways that I go through this when I'm working with my coaches is I've kind of talked both sides of it. Right. And so if Mark wants to, you know, lose some weight and doesn't like how his pants are. Yeah. You know, I'm looking older, you know, I, I have to buy different belts. I can't touch my toes, Liam. It's embarrassing. Like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with this whole thing. And the pants, maybe, I don't know, Liam, maybe the pants is just the start of it. I don't know. So you've already anchored into the fact that you're not happy right now, which is a big step. And Mm -hmm. I commend you on landing there because that's fuel to motivate us through it. But I'd like to dig into a little bit more of those. Besides the happiness, how else is this impacting your life right now? Well, I mean... I think I've got lower energy because of it. I think, you know, I feel like I already mentioned, I don't think I'm as happy. I'm hearing that from other people, but I mean, I don't know how I feel inside about it. I feel like I used to move around. I used to walk. I used to, you know, cycle. I actually really enjoyed pickleball when we did that in the summer, but I couldn't do it because I was sweating so fast. And I don't know if I'm leaving the right example for, you know, my family. I'm telling them to go exercise, but I'm exempt, I guess. I, I Like it's inauthentic, maybe. I don't know. I know you got two boys, correct? Yeah. And they're athletic? It, and so yeah, yeah. How is your weight impacting how you get to engage with them in that physical realm right now? It's hurting it because I feel like, you know, I'm not walking the walk. I feel inauthentic. So I'm encouraging them to go do it and, and put the effort in. And I don't know that I'm doing it. And honestly, I don't feel good about that for myself, regardless of them. Got it. So this is where I would start to transition into what we can do about it. Yeah, I love it. I know the activities that you're no longer able to engage in anymore because of where your health is. Yeah. I know how that's connected to your family. I know the way that you want to set an example for them, right? Right. So now when it comes into helping someone, I have a lot more knowledge on the things that are important to them that I can call back when that inspiration is fading and that discipline may be starting to wane. Right. And so the conversation with Mark about how he's going to be an example for his family and being able to engage with his sons physically is very different than asking Mark, Hey, do you still want to lose 10 pounds? Yeah. Wow. Different conversation. And I think most places, you know, May I, this is why I really appreciate it. And I encourage people listening. Liam's contact info is going to be clickable through this link. As we think about the brain and that concept of workouts, really rewind this episode because something I admire about Liam is him and his team. And it's not just him, but it's how he leads his team. 
they're partnering on this. They're invested in this with you. Okay. It's not like it's just another customer, another membership. That's not it. They're in. And I know Jeff well, and I've known Jeff for years. You know, they partner with you and they want to see you successful. And heck, if needed, they're going to do it with you at the start. And not many places were willing to do that until the transference of that initial excitement starts to move in towards routine, right, Liam? And maybe that's where the discipline starts to become a part of the pattern of behavior. Exactly right. And that was going to be, you know, the next point of that is creating habits, creating routine is exactly what you're talking about, right? And so, oh, I mean, James Clear has an amazing book, Atomic Habits, (laughs) a lot of knowledge in there. And, you know, a lot of these things, like I'm a student of this. I enjoy learning about it. Me as well. Me as well. And all these things. And so a lot of what I'm going to speak about, this is not a lot of Liam Chisholm original work. There's stuff that I have my experiences with and I've learned through working with people, but like, there's a lot of amazing information out there like that, the book Atomic Habits. And so what I like to look at with people, especially when things are starting to get hard, is how can we make opportunities for them to just start? Right. So how are we removing activation energy and how are we getting it so that they start the practice of working out, exercising, whatever that may be? So can you get out your door? Right. And then once you're out the door, it's a lot easier to go for a walk. Right. And so you're not thinking about I need to go walk for an hour or whatever that may be. I'm going to sidebar here as well. If we're talking about weight loss, where this comes in for a lot of people. My wife, she's a nutrition coach that works with us, amazing nutrition coach. And so we partner on, on a lot of these mm-hmm. things and she helps a lot with the body recomposition goals and things like that. And so she and I talk about this all the time. The amount of people that think that you need to go for a run to be burning the amount of calories to have a big change, it's way off. By going for a walk, if you walk for 60 minutes, it's going to burn relatively the same amount of calories as running for about 40 right? Your joints are going to feel a lot better and thank you for it. It's going to be more sustainable for most people. And so if we dial in, you know, some of our habits, we dial in our nutrition you go for a walk every day, you're going to be so far ahead of where you think you need to be to be getting serious change, right? It doesn't need to be working out in the gym as hard as you can five times a week. It doesn't need to be running every day, like nutrition, getting some good healthy habits in, making sure that you're getting your steps in every day are going to make massive changes for a lot of people. Oh my God. Okay. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. For those of you listening, you may think, oh, okay, but Liam's so disciplined. I mean, look at the guy, you know, he's super disciplined. Okay. Mark's pretty disciplined too. No, that's not the way always, right? That's not true. I screw up all the time. But what James Clear does so well is design the system for the Mm -hmm. optimal result. So, you know, put the shoes in the right spot, have the clothes out in the right spot, utilize your calendar. So make it a non-negotiable. There's still Mm -hmm. going to be times where you're going to negotiate your way and and wimp out on it. That's going to happen. We have to control for that a little bit. But remember, when you develop the system, this is part of what I really like about what we're doing together too, with some of the brain health programs in conjunction with other things is we're utilizing systems theories to really help people change habits. And I think that's something that that book does so incredibly well, Atomic Habits. I mean, hopefully you and I are really helping James Clear uh, sell a few more books. It's a wonderful book because he follows the science, the behavioral science, and really helps people to develop a system that will work for them. 
But something that Liam can do for those of you right now is if you want to have a system that empowers you to take control and start to develop more of that discipline in whatever area you are looking to have it, he'll support you with that. He'll provide you a custom tailored plan. And he also has access to a really good system that you will have access to that will enable you to take control of your goals and build those habits and ultimately deploy that discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that, Mark. And it's really, you mentioned us all being fallible, which of course we are, right? I'm not a perfectly disciplined person every minute of every day by any means. And it's putting that structure in place that can help catch you when you slip, right? And because that's going to happen for all of us. The office door is for me is right there. And there is a gym on the other side of that door, right? There is every opportunity for me every day to get a great workout in. And if I don't prioritize it, there are days when it cannot happen, right? And so if I don't have that structure, it doesn't matter what environment you are in, right? Lots of times we think we need to have things more accessible. We need to be able to do this. You need to have a gym available to you, whatever it may be. It's the structure and the discipline to work with what you have because you can be a fitness studio manager in their office with a gym on the other side of the door and still not get it in when things get busy and go off the rails and life comes knocking on your door. And if you don't have that structure to carry you through. Beautiful. Oh, so well said. So, you know, Liam, we're going to do this again, if you're comfortable with that, because I think you have such a gift to communicate these principles to people. Clearly you're good at what you do. There's no question in my mind. I already know that from knowing some of the people who work with you. And one of my colleagues, I think is just starting to work with you as well, which is, or one of your coaches, but for the people who are listening, keeping in mind our topic, let's say we use me as an example. It wasn't really me, but if I'm a woman here in greater Victoria area, I used to really enjoy cycling. I haven't done it in a long time. I've had some knee injuries. I'm worried about calling you. I'm concerned about it because of many different reasons. What's your encouragement to the general public out there that are really curious about this? They're overwhelmed by the concept of discipline. What are a couple little tidbits of encouragement that you could give to them as we think about, you know, the brain and workouts? That's a wonderful question. So the first is that when you're contemplating that, you already know what the answer is for yourself, right? Like, if that's where your brain is going and you know you want to make the call, you're getting in your own way, you're worried about it, you know what the answer is for yourself. And we all need to reach out for help in different ways. Okay. And it's something that I'm working on in my life because I'm not great at. And that's a message that was brought clear to me a, a little while ago. And it's something that I'm <laughs> truly working on right now. But we all need help in different areas. And if it's your health, if it's with an injury, if it's with body recomposition, if it's with learning new things about this realm, like this is the area where we can help people and we enjoy helping people. And though I say so myself, we're good at it. And so if that's an area where you might need a hand up, then we're going to hold that hand out and we're going to be here to support you through that journey. Right. And whether that's with us or with someone else, like, I mean, when I think about this and, and in changing people's lives, if I remove my ego from it and selfishness from it, I don't care if you call me, reach out to someone who can help you, right? If it's us, then wonderful. I would love to help you. But ultimately, we just want to see people living their lives in a way that allows them to be the best version of themselves. That's going to drive them forward. That's going to make tomorrow a little bit better than yesterday. Oh, thank you for that. And please make that call. 
Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's scary. Somebody you and I talk about and kind of laugh about a little bit is David Goggins. And, you know, he's this ultra runner kind of like unbelievable story, Uh, but really in a lot of ways, a neuroplastician too. And he sometimes talks about negotiating with his shoes. You know, he's sitting there and he's looking at them. And sometimes it's for 30 minutes. Mm. And he's like, I hate to run. But yet this guy does these remarkable feats of athleticism and running. But he's like, I have to put, for lack of a better term, that investment in myself to show up in the other parts of my life and to provide an example of how discipline can really make you a better you. And, Mm. you know, acknowledging for those of you that might be struggling to make that call, what's the worst that could happen? Remember that resistance that you've got for not picking up the phone? Just know this. It's self-imposed. The resistance was put there probably by you unless you don't have access to that phone. So acknowledge that, go for it, and then see what happens, you know? Because putting that self-investment is a great move. When you can understand from a brain-based perspective that a lot of this stuff is kind of self-imposed, then it gives you freedom. Kind of like, oh, it was me who put that barrier there. It wasn't them, it was me. And even that's a great place to start. Just acknowledging that's a pretty big statement, right? But a lot of the time it's self-imposed. Yeah. And I mean, again, I could rant on this stuff for a long time, Mark, but another coin to that discipline aspect to plug another person whose work I really enjoy would be Jocko Willink. And it's only, you're talking about ownership, right? You have to own the things that are happening to be able to make the true change or else it's someone else's fault. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what I want to do, what I want to kind of tidy this up here is that, you know, Liam's busy with a lot of clients, but, you know, he's promised me that, you know, him and his team are going to do everything they can to reach out and help people that are looking to take on that journey. It's what I know inside of your heart. It's why you do it. And someone mentors in your life have done it for you and mentors in my life have done it for me. And there's no greater gift than when you have that sort of agency to help people to help themselves. It's wonderful. And let's really scale that as we think about workouts, because a lot of the time it makes me sad. A lot of the time, and I've been there too, when you set a goal and you give up early in, when you hadn't really put in the right process to help you achieve that successful outcome. So if you're looking to do that this year, all of Liam's information is going to be in the show notes. They'll be clickable. Okay. So just click right through to it. Okay. Liam is at Innovative Fitness in Victoria. You'll be able to click through to his links. You'll be able to also call on the facility to book an appointment with him. And, you know, Liam, man, thank you for doing what you do. You're doing the right work for you, I can tell. And I'm I'm very happy that the staff have you as a leader to help serve them as they serve their clients. So again, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Mark. This was a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed the invitation to be here. So thank you very much. I love the stuff that you guys are doing. And I mean, I know you alluded to it, but that's why that collaboration just makes so much sense. You know, the way that you guys care for people, the curiosity that you put into evolving and making things better. Like there's so much alignment there with how I want to be moving and how I want to be trying to help people. So right back at you, a lot of respect for the thing. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Remember that resistance self-imposed. If you want to do it, just go for it. You'll probably be really happy that you did. So thanks again, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery Podcast. 
We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and want to learn more about the Bears platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, Training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neuro rehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.